What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from the 704 to the 407? Thank you for making us part of your day. This is the Sports Heard Around the World podcast brought to you by allconnect.com. I'm your host, as always, Alex K. And Benny, see you there. Uh, Kyle, his mic's not working. No, he's, he's actually just not here today. He's still, um, and it's not April Fool's, but he's still not here. Uh, he, he got back. He was here yesterday for half a day, and then now he's gone to Charlottesville where he is going back to his old stomping grounds at UVA. He's got some stuff to do up there, and then he's coming back, and then I'm leaving. So contractual obligations, I, I'm doing it today by myself. So you, you basically have to deal with me for a little bit today. We, me and him may do a special uh, baseball special this week. Um, not 100% sure. You can follow us at, at Sports Heard Around the World on Instagram for more information about that if we are going to be able to get it in this week. Um, if not, I'm going to Wrigley next week, so I won't be here Monday or Tuesday, so it'll be a later later podcast in the week for us. I've never been to a Cubs um, home opener. Um, well, actually, scratch I've never been to a Cubs opener, whether it's home or season opener. So uh, this is something I'm very much looking forward to. I'm hoping the, the big man upstairs... Uh, decides to just hold off the rain for like a six hour span from 12 o'clock central time to six o'clock central time. That's all I'm asking for. Game's supposed to start at one. I'd like to get there a little bit early, see the place again, um, do all that stuff, walk around, whatnot, and then do a little bit after, then hop on the L and, and head back uh, back to the hotel. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, I do want to bring up the bracket real quick. I uh, Basically today it's going to be pretty, pretty easy, pretty quick, but I do want to hit on some few things with the bracket want to do some very light baseball talk because we are already a few games in the season and uh, Benny hasn't made his predictions, so here's what's more likely than not going to happen. Ben will get back next week or maybe later this week, um, probably next week, and it'll be Wednesday or Thursday and next week. We'll be 10 games into the season, right? Huh? Roughly 10 games, 12 games, depending on who you are. Um, so not 10% done, but, you know, close to that. Ben's already going to have a great look at all these teams, so he's going to he's going to do his predictions, and at the end of the year, I can at least use that against him as saying, well, you waited too long to make your pick. So I'm going to say mine now, and then if I'm dead wrong, Ben just won't know about it. We won't tell him. He'll listen, maybe, and hopefully he'll forget about it. But in all seriousness, bracket, um, Duke losing to Michigan State. Tom Izzo is now 2-11 and against Coach K. Um, I know that Ben brought that stat up when we were making our predictions, I was going to have Michigan State win, and then I heard that stat, and I said, yeah, that's that. There's no way. I was wrong. Um, I, I thought that, that Duke was a little bit better. Um, they, in all seriousness, escaped two games. They should have lost to UCF. They probably should have lost to Virginia Tech, and then they did lose to Michigan State. So for, for this great team that Duke was this year and do not get me wrong they were phenomenal but this great team that Duke was they could have been bounced after the first round they beat North Dakota State but after that they they could have lost to UCF could have lost to Virginia Tech and granted I know could have should have would have all those things but they didn't look that impressive and even Coach K himself said yeah it was it was kind of a disappointing season um it, it wasn't it wasn't what they expected, and I think it was they were one win away. And here's what I mean by that. They had they made it to the final four, you 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 call that a successful season. And Ben and I have talked about this before on air, off air. I've talked about it with many of my other friends. 
what what constitute a successful season? I'm, I'm hoping we get to have my my favorite guy, Coach Cal, on at some point. Um, there's possibility. I'm definitely not promising anything, but there is that possibility. Because um, I would I'd love to ask him what's because to him he's such he thinks so much different. But what is successful when you're when you're expected to win all the time? I mean, you can't. It's not realistic to say a national championship every year like Alabama football or Clemson football. And here's why: they play once a week. And then they play basically a one playoff game, quote unquote, and then the national championship, right? For NCAA basketball tournament, you have to win six games. So it's not it's not comparable. You have to win six games in three weekends, and the rest of your season matters, but it kind of doesn't. College football is, is sort of the other way around, where your regular season matters, unlike college basketball, but your postseason, if you get to the national championship, that's that's the win more or less there. But here Look at a team like Kentucky that went 38 and 1. So he was in 20, 2015, I think. 2015, 2016. He went 38 and 1 with Anthony Davis. They were one win away from essentially going undefeated for the full year because had they beaten Wisconsin, they would have went to the national, national championship, all intents and purposes, would have won it and been 40 and 0. But we don't really remember that team because they didn't win the national championship. But they were great for the regular season, and they were great all up to that point. My point is, is that I think a successful season has to be measured by, first off, by who you are. Um, if we're talking about UMBC or Loyola Chicago, a lot different standards than UK and UNC and Duke. So successful season, probably I would say, I'd say Final Four, maybe Elite Eight, right in that range. Because I think for Kentucky, I think this team this year. I think it had an up and down year because they had great spurts in the middle of the year when they won 20 games in a row and then, or not 20, I think it was 17. And then they had some beginning of the year struggles, but that's coach Cal and the way he coaches point being with Duke, all that they had the three out of the five recruits out of high school coming to them this year, Zion, RJ and Trey and Cam Reddish too. I, I forget where he was in this. Anyway, and point being, they had three studs on their team, and they still didn't make it to the Final Four. So, like he said, it was a, a disappointment. Um, UVA looks to be, I mean, they're, they're the one team that, at the beginning of the year, they were 12-1 to favorites. Everyone else out in this in this group, so with Michigan State, Virginia, um, Texas Tech, and Auburn, everyone else in that group is, is I shouldn't say, is, was a 20 or more 1-to-favorite favorite preseason except for Virginia was 12 to 1. So they kind of expected Virginia to be here more or less. Granted, can't expect it, but for all intents and purposes, you, we expected them to be a very good team this year. Um and they're there right now. They play a Auburn team that is shooting lights out. Um I've never seen free throw shooting as well as Auburn did against Kentucky. Um I forget the guy's name and it's going to it's I'm drawing a blank, but he shot 11 11 from free throw line. And on all 11, he didn't hit the iron or the backboard or anything. It just went straight through the net. I mean, didn't even touch the rim. And that's P.J. Washington shot about 52% from the free throw line and shot 14 free throws. So that's a big difference right there. I'm not saying that's why they lost the game, but when you have one guy who doesn't miss and another guy who misses seven or eight shots from the free throw line, there, there's some discrepancy. Some other guys on Kentucky didn't, didn't show up. But point being, Auburn's playing very hot right now. So I would say watch out if you're Virginia for Auburn. I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, if Auburn shoots like they did against UNC, no chance for Virginia. Auburn's road to the Final Four is 
it could be, I mean, this could be the best story we've ever seen. And here's why I say that. Auburn's never made it to a Final Four before, right? Okay, Virginia has. Not since like the 80s, but they've, they've been. Auburn's never been. Bruce Pearl's the head coach. Think about this. They beat Kansas. They beat North Carolina. And they beat Kentucky. The three winningest programs in college basketball history. They beat all three of them. What if they come up, they beat Virginia, and then they beat Michigan State? You, you telling me they don't deserve it? Their road's been extremely hard already, and they haven't even faced Virginia or possibly Michigan State yet. So for them, I would, I, I mean, I don't want to see them beat Virginia because of Ben, but I think it would be great to see them win because of the road that they've been traveled so far. Um, I don't think it'll happen, but I think again, if they shoot like they did early on against. Um, UNC where they made 17 threes I mean it's over you might as well just pack your bags Virginia and leave on the other side Texas Tech is playing out of their mind um, but Michigan State still I think is the better team I think the bigs and the depth that they do have um, Texas Tech is a very good team but they still are a little bit one-dimensional at sometimes they've been playing very good this tournament though as well so um, another good game both will be great on Saturday so I think you're gonna have Michigan State Virginia and I think I think Michigan State wins it um, that's my guess Take it or leave it as you want. I do want to hit on this real quick before we we head over to some baseball. So Coach Calipari just signed a a deal that, um, well, I don't really know how to describe it because it's it's not exactly a, a normal contract. He signed a lifetime contract with University of Kentucky today. Um, I don't know many of the terms besides it's a lifetime deal. I've heard that after he's done with coaching basketball, he would then be some sort of advisor or ambassador for something where they're still going to be paying him. So essentially for the rest of his time kind of involved in basketball, he'll be with Kentucky. Um, this comes after the reports that UCLA had offered Coach Cal a six-year, $48 million deal, which rough math is $8 million a year. Yeah, $8 million a year. He's getting paid nine point two right now. So for him... Well, Number one, why leave? But number two, he's he's using this as leverage. Extremely smart business move. I mean, super smart. Um, again, he's he said this constantly. He doesn't want to leave Kentucky. He 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 can't stop the calls from coming in. Um, but he just he doesn't want to leave. The one thing that does scare me is we just saw um, I can't think of his name. Uh, Nate Oates up at Buffalo signed a deal on like March ninth or tenth extension with Buffalo as of March 23rd or 24th he then essentially opted out and signed with Alabama I don't think Cal does that because if you're him besides UNC Duke maybe Kansas like where else would you want to go besides Kentucky and I'm not saying you would want to leave Kentucky but UCLA hasn't moved for a while and the prestige that everyone thinks oh it's this great job um, didn't we just see Chip Kelly go out there for football and everyone thought, oh, he's going to change it and not really that much. I mean, UCLA is a great campus and great school and everything. Don't get me wrong, but this athletic aura that we're putting around it might be a little over-exaggerated. Um, I'm not just saying that because it's a Hollywood thing out there being in LA, but it could be a little over-exaggerated when you think about the recent success that the UCLA program has had in in basketball and, and football. Now, I do remember that, and I, I I would be shocked at how many people that are listening know this. Russell Westbrook did go there, and Kevin Love did go to UCLA, and they were very good then. They didn't win anything, but they were good. 
but they didn't win anything. Point being, Coach Cal, for him to leave, would have to be a, just a huge thing. The other one that does scare me is the whole NBA aspect of that for Coach Cal, just because who doesn't want to get to the peak of the peak? So, I, again, I believe Coach Cal. I'm not saying I don't, but if if the Lakers come out next year or this offseason, which I'm not saying they will, but they say, hey, Cal, come coach LeBron and Anthony Davis again because Anthony Davis is coming out here, and Magic's like, yeah, and we'll give you $10 million a year, it's kind of hard to say no to that. I mean, it's kind of what Coach K does every two to four years with the Olympic team and then the World Cup team. So, again, it's only for like six months of the year that Coach K does it. But still, like, hey, if you're Coach Cal and you can do that for a year, and even if you get fired, you got to do it for a year. Or if you do great, you get to do it for a long time. I mean, I I don't want him to do it, but I'm not going to blame him if he does. I mean, that's not, <laughs> it's nothing against him. Again, point being, I hope he stays. I believe him, but it doesn't mean that something else isn't going to show up later down the road. Right now, he wants to be here, but... I mean, let's be real. If if you're driving a, and there's nothing wrong with these cars, but if you're driving a four-door sedan and someone's offering you a limousine and a personal butler to do everything for you, well, I mean, I'll take the butler and someone else driving and paying for the gas and I'll just relax there. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't be coaching in LA. I'm saying he would get an upgrade in the fact of he's now in the best of the best with the best player maybe of all time in LeBron and one of his buddies. And when I say buddies, I mean guys he coached, recruited, and is good friends with an Anthony Davis but he's in a very good way. So again, I'm not saying it would happen. I'm just saying I could, I could see something like that down the road. So, but for all intents and purposes right now, it's a lifetime um, contract with him. So that'll be great. Um, baseball started this. Do you want to hit this up? And I should have led the show off with this. It was maybe one of the worst or I say hurtful sports weekends ever. Here's why. So, a little insight into my life. Um, I was in a survivor survivor pool for the basketball tournament. I had had Tennessee won Thursday. I would have been able to take Kentucky Friday. I would have taken Virginia Saturday, and I could have taken Duke or MSU Sunday. <laughs> Granted, that would have still left me with one other team to pick, basically, um, because I Auburn would have beat Kentucky on sun on. Sunday while I would have taken the other bracket, so I still could have taken Auburn in the next round, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So all Tennessee had to do was win. They beat Kentucky three times this year, but all of a sudden they just can't play very well in this tournament and Purdue shoots lights out and they beat him on a terrible call in the corner where a foul is called and forces into overtime. Neither here nor there. Point being, so I lose, I don't lose money, but I had a chance to make a lot of money Thursday. That happens when Tennessee loses, so I'm like, fine, whatever. Friday rolls around. What do we have Friday. Friday was fine. Sports weekend was fine. Um, Kentucky played okay, not great, but they hey, they won. That's what mattered. Um, Saturday, um, oh, here's what it was. Friday, um, my buddy Ben, yes, him, co-host, he was also in the survivor pool, so we, I was kind of rooting for him. I'll just put it that way. He got knocked out because he took Gonzaga Friday. Right? Thursday. No, I'm sorry. He took... Anyway, he got knocked out Friday with his pick. <laughs> Saturday, Cubs are up. Their pitching falters, they lose. Sunday, Kentucky loses. Also, Cubs are up, pitching falters, they lose. So not only did I get kicked out of making a lot of money, my Kentucky Wildcats got kicked out of the tournament, and my Cubs last lost back-to-back games on bad pitching. Like, this is not, not a really good sports weekend for me. So the reason I bring that up is because the Cubs right now, they had six errors last night. They are 1-3, playing awful awful right now and the brewers are four and one exactly what i didn't want to see happen to start the season so they're playing terrible right now 
I, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with them, to be completely honest, but that's neither here nor there. We'll get to that way down the road. So I kind of wrote a short list here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skim through it, talk about hockey real quick, and we'll be done. So that and I do have one stat I want to bring in. So I kind of broke it down between three tiers, we'll put it that way, for baseball this year. I think there's the, 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 the juggernauts. I think there's the kind of the contenders or it's possibles. And then there's the bubble team, Cinderella-ish teams. And when I mean the Cinderella-ish mean teams, they're going to probably make the playoffs, but probably not going to win the World Series. So I'm going to go backwards to forwards. So bubble teams, I've got the Twins, who last year greatly improved from the year before and are going to continue to improve this year. They're in a tough division with the Indians. Again, Ben and I will go super in-depth on baseball, so I'm going to hit very, very easily on these topics. Rays, good pitching. Um, we'll see how they do in that tough division with Boston and New York. So, again, that's just quick things. The Mets have to stay healthy on pitching side of things. I do think they've got enough offensive pop to help them out, but their pitching has to stay healthy. The Rockies, the Rockies are going to be hit or miss this year. Um, we've also got Oakland A's, who played very well at the end of last year. And then the Braves, uh, with Okuna. So w- those are my teams where I can see them making the playoffs, maybe winning around, but the, after that, they're not going to do much damage. After that, like I said, I got the contenders, the middle teams or whatever. The Phillies with Bryce Harper, um, again, played well last year. Last year was, they were a year ahead of where they, I think they thought they were going to be. Um, obviously, you know, didn't make the playoffs, but are still getting, cl- they were getting closer and closer until they kind of faltered at the end. So Phillies, I think the Nats, if they stay healthy again, I think losing Bryce Harper doesn't help them. But I think it does it does allow them to relax a little bit because there's not all this talk about Bryce and, and his contract and everything. So then the Cardinals, they're always good. A little scary team there. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, again, they're going to win that division. It's just how they play in the playoffs. They've struggled a little bit recently. Um, and I know you can say, oh, they made the World Series a couple years ago. I, I know. I hear that. They, they didn't win it. I hear they went. Trust me, that's amazing. I, I know that. I'm saying struggled in the sense of, they're not doing what the Dodgers are doing or the the Astros. They're not they've they've been up in playoff series and then lost them. So they they just haven't played exceptional. Okay, the Cubs are the other contender. It, if Chris Bryant doesn't play in like an MVP and if you Darvish continues to get hit like he did uh, two days ago, three days ago, they're not going anywhere. So a lot of things there. Health all by by the way that goes across the board. I hope everyone understands that that all these teams they have to be able to stay healthy for these these things to make sense and, and for them to happen. If uh, Corey Kubler and Francisco Lindor go out for the whole year with torn ACLs tomorrow, obviously that's going to change the outlook for the Indians. So granted, that's I'm assuming everyone here is perfectly healthy. Um, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox are my, my powerhouse teams, my juggernauts, the teams that for all intents and purposes – you don't want to play unless you absolutely have to. And the really only concerns for teams like the Dodgers is can Clayton Kershaw stay healthy, which he didn't all of last year. He missed a few starts, but still, can he stay healthy all year? Also, Walker Bueller's arm heard, again, some things that, you know, maybe he threw too much last year. So we'll see how that works out. The Astros, um, I mean, they're, just, they just have to keep winning. I mean, there's not really too much more to add to that team. Just consistently went over 100 games and they're good. The Yankees, is their starting rotation in their bullpen, is it going to be good enough to help? their? Because their offense, again, this is the same story more or less as last year where um, the Yankees' offense is going to be great. 
can their bullpen and the starting pitching keep them in games more or less? Not no matter how good your offense is, you fail seven out of ten times in baseball, you're a Hall of Famer probably. So my point is, actually not probably, you are a Hall of Famer. Point is, is that can their pitching help them stay in game? So again, very, very brief, but if your team is not in one of them, you're the 12 to 16 seed in the tournament. So not saying it's impossible, just very, 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 very unlikely. Um, last things I did want to hit here. The Tampa Bay Lightning become the third NHL team to win 60 games in the regular season last night. Uh, they did it yesterday, April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke or anything like that. I told you this team was good. And Ben and I talked about this that earlier this year. This team is exceptional. They are 60 and 15. And then they have four overtime losses. But in the way hockey works, their record is 60, 15, and four. So they're 60 and 15. That means they win four games and then they lose one. Win four, lose one. That's unheard of. So I wouldn't want to play them. Right now it's looking like the Blue Jackets probably would have to. They're fighting on for a playoff spot right now with the Carolina Hurricanes. They're, the Blue Jackets are up one point on the Hurricanes, and they both played the same amount of games, and they both only have two games left. It's Essentially, it's up to the Blue Jackets. They went out, they're good. Anything else, it's on them. So, super excited for hockey playoffs. They're so much fun. The hitting's hard. It's so intense for the whole time. I absolutely positively love it. Good and the bad. We'll start with the ugly here. The worst run differential in the first five games... From a reigning World Series champion, the Red Sox are fourth on the list. They're minus 17 after last year. Minus 17, <laughs> that means they've 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 given up 17 more runs than they've scored in five games. I'm not a math wizard, but that's three plus runs a game. That's a lot in baseball. That's not how you want to start off the season. On the flip side, if you're the Dodgers, you've hit 16 home runs in your first five games. That's scary good. That's three plus a game. Again, don't these these aren't going to be able to um, last for the whole year. Kristen Yelich is going to have 162 home runs, so obviously we know this isn't going to last the whole year. Point is, though, watch out because that's a lot of pop to have in the bat. Again, way too early overreactions right there on purpose, but just kind of fun to have. Again, uh, check the Instagram at Sports Heard Around the World. Try to let you know about if it's going to be Thursday or Friday. Ben and I are going to uh, do a in depth preview on baseball. If not. I will be in Chicago taking a lot of pictures. I will hopefully have a great time. The Cubs will hopefully win their home opener. I will be back next week. As always, stay stay safe, be cool, peace and deuces.